Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Jesus always deals with the heart. We find an example of that when he was teaching on what is the greatest commandment, and he clearly said from the book of Deuteronomy, Moses' writings, he said that the commandment that says to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind, there he pegged it. Love God with all of your heart. When you follow through his earthly ministry, as you read through the four Gospels, you'll find that Jesus kept coming back to that. Jesus uh, said that we go through those outer motions, but what he was always concerned about was what was in the inner man first. It's easy to fall into some kind of a cold pattern, uh, fulfilling a perceived duty, going through the motions. It's so easy to do that for Christ followers. But as Jesus taught his followers while he was on earth, he would contrast the right way to do something versus the wrong way. And in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus uh, did just that. He was talking about prayer and even the very heart of prayer, and there in the Sermon on the Mount, he gave two very important truths. Verse, verses 5 and 6 say this of chapter 6. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they might be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So here, in these two verses, we get the first of two important truths that Jesus taught about prayer on the Sermon on the Mount. And it is this. Pray where it really matters. Let me just say that again. Jesus is teaching here in these two verses that we should pray where it really matters. <clears throat> Jesus said that the hypocrites love to stand and pray in public. They love to be in, in the synagogues. That would be in the, in the buildings where the Jewish faithful met to worship God and to learn. Uh, pray where there's a bunch of people around in the church, in the synagogue. And they like to get out on the on the street corners and pray. And so he's saying uh, they love to get out there in public. And, and the reason that they're doing it is so that they may be seen by men. And Jesus said they have their reward in full. They're paid in full. They got what they're going after. They, they, they are already rewarded when they stand up in front of people and, and show off with their prayers. Their reward is there. They're paid in full. And what is it? That, that they are, are seen by men. Seen by men. They get that puny recognition by other humans. Is that what uh, is that the, is that the object of prayer? Is that is that why we're praying so that we can get recognized by other human beings? Is that the the end result? Is that what we're after? 
if we are, then we get what we're after is what Jesus is saying there. Uh, if, if you want to show off in front of others so that they can look at you and say, wow, wow, listen to that prayer. Boy, the words that they used, I'm impressed. It's really intelligent, theological uh, language, flowery language, beautiful. Uh, th- that's exactly what uh, what the result will be, and that and that only. It's just puny recognition by other human beings. But but Jesus said in verse six, but when you pray, but you when you pray, uh, you Christ followers, you that are true, you that really want to do it right, you that want to get to the heart of the matter. Go into your inner room. Some versions say go into your closet. That's where the term prayer closet comes from. Close your door. Go into your inner room. Close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. Now, the point is, is this. Do it in private. That's what Jesus is saying. Uh, Pray in private to your father. Uh, now, Jesus is not um, Jesus is not in any way saying never pray in public. Obviously, there is a place and a time. He's getting again to the heart of the matter. Uh, there, there's a time when uh, we in a group setting in prayer and in community is so important in the body of Christ. There's no absolutely no doubt about that. Um, when you and and when you're in a group. Uh, where the situation calls for public prayer, by all means do it. Jesus is not saying that. He is getting again to the heart. He's saying what you really need to do is have a private prayer life that is real. Pray in private to your Father, to your Father, the Father in heaven. And your Father will see, you see, he sees. That's who really counts. You don't need to be seen. You don't need to be recognized by other humans in prayer. You need to be seen and recognized by your Father. And, and listen to what it says. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Don't you like that? We are praying uh, to be rewarded by the Father. We are praying to get our prayers answered. And that's, wouldn't you rather have answered prayer from the God of the universe who has all power and all sufficiency? Wouldn't you rather be answered by Him and recognized by Him than be recognized by humans for how well you pray? You see, uh, the heart of prayer is that we do it for the right reason, that we have a true motive. And so, again, when Jesus is telling them to go into their uh, inner room and close the door and pray in private and pray to the Father who sees, he's saying, do it for the right reason, do it where it really matters, uh, a heart that really wants to call on God and be recognized by God, not uh, applauded by human beings for what we're doing. And then there is a second truth here found in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's found in verses 7 and 8 about prayer. It says, And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So here in these two verses, the truth that Jesus is getting across is this. Pray in a way that really matters. 
the previous two verses is pray where it really matters. Here, it's pray in a way that really matters. Jesus said this, the Gentiles, which is another way of saying unbelievers, unbelievers, uh, in their uh, religious aspirations, and they're trying to get at God a certain way, they use meaningless repetition in order to be heard. See, the other guys, uh, the hypocrites, they wanted to be seen. Uh, they, they wanted to be seen. Now these guys, they want to be heard, and they want to be heard by, by their God, and they figure that, that uh, they can be heard by repeating certain phrases over and over again. Uh, it, it's a mindless way of, of going through the motions, or it's applying some kind of a, of a so-called formula in prayer. Uh, and, and if I just say just the, just the right words in the right way, and I repeat it a few times, then I can get what I want. I can get what I want. And, and that is uh, the opposite of what, what God wants. Now, this is not in any way banning sincere, repeated asking. Uh, some people call that importunity. Uh, when we come to God and, and we come and we're broken or we're really concerned or we're really hurting and, and we're asking God and, and, and praying over and over. I can think of, a, of an example of that in, in the Old Testament where Hannah who uh, became Samuel, the prophet's mother. Uh, Hannah was barren. She could not bear children. And, and uh, this was in a time where, where um, her husband had another wife as well. And God does not, by the way, approve of polygamy. But uh, the other wife was having children. And, and in that culture, it, was, it, was, it brought a shame on the woman when she couldn't have, have a child. And so Hannah was found at the temple and she was praying. And, and uh, the, the priests saw her and thought she was drunk because she was there sincerely pouring out her heart over and over asking God for a child in, in a sincere way. So this um, here telling us uh, not to get into meaningless repetition is not banning sincere repeating ask, asking, but it's saying to mindlessly go through the motions. And, and how many times have I found myself doing that? Even in a church worship service, you know, when I'm singing a song and all of a sudden I, I come back to consciousness and my mind was drifting off, but I was saying the words, I was singing the words right along, every word, didn't miss a word, but didn't hear a thing that I was saying. I, my mind was somewhere else. You know, you can do that. Uh, you've, you've had those experiences before. And, and, and uh, Jesus is saying, don't do that. When we ask from a right heart, the scripture says our Father hears. You know, we don't pray to be heard, but our Father hears and He knows before we ever ask what we really need. You see, even in my asking, as I sincerely ask, the Father knows what is best for me and will give me what I really need. It may be a no. It may be a wait a while. It may be something different than what I'm asking for. But my Father who loves me will give me what I really need. And so we pray that way. Pray with your mind. Pray with your heart. Pray consciously. Pray from a sincere heart. Pray in a way that really matters. And then, when we look at another passage, we see one more lesson from the Lord Jesus about uh, the heart of prayer. And that is John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And they say this, Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
if you ask me anything in my name, that will I do. And this is pray through the one that really matters. Pray through the one that really matters. Uh, pray in my name. That is according to Jesus' character, according to his will, according to his purposes. And all of that is found in his word, by the way. All of that's found in His Word. That's why we need to be in the Word, so that we can know Jesus. We can know what His will is. We can know what His purposes are. Uh, praying in Jesus' name is not tacking on, in, in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of our prayer. That's not praying in Jesus' name. Praying in Jesus' name is praying uh, in a way that would uh, be, um, that would be uh, co- uh, commensurate to Him, that would be equal to what He wants. Pray in Jesus' name according to His will. And, and the true test of that is if the Father is glorified in the Son through our prayers and through what we ask. And the promise is, he says, that will I do. Ask me anything, anything in my name I will do. And in verse 12, before this, he says, you're going to do greater works than I did while I was on this earth. And so it's all tied to doing his work. As we pray, we pray through the one that really matters. Pray in his name. Pray according to his will. Pray in a way that would honor and please him. Here's a question that I heard somebody ask. If your prayers were answered, the prayers that you've been praying recently, if they were answered, would it benefit anyone other than you? Would it benefit anyone other than you? Would it benefit the kingdom other than just give me, give me, give me? That's a great question to answer. And so the bottom line here in all of this is let's pray in a way that uh, prays to the true heart of prayer. Pray in a way that it really matters. Pray pray in a way uh, where it really matters. Uh, Pray in a way through the one that really matters. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.